this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the New Books Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New Books Podcast. I'm Deidre Tyler, host. Today, we'll be talking with Dr. Christina Laporte, author of Dissection, a Medical and Political Thriller. Hello, how are you doing today, doctor? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I wonder if we could start by having you say a few words about yourself and how you became interested in this project. I was born in Italy and I came here actually after medical school. So by the time I came here, I really spoke very little English. The only English I knew was uh, the English I learned uh, empty bed pants in the New England in, uh, uh, in a hospital in uh, New York City where I was working as a nurse's aide for a few months just to learn English. So it was very, very limited. So it took a while for me to really get comfortable with the English language. And um, it was only like a, a couple of decades later uh, that I started writing to, for fun. And then it got more and more serious. And uh, finally, I really got uh, coaching and uh, help, uh, editors, and I got better and better. And... Um, but you know, finally, I got an idea to write, you know, my my medical thrillers. Uh, at first, you know, I was not very successful in finding an agent. It was really brutal. Uh, and it went on and on until I finally got the idea for this book. This is the first book, pub- published book, but it's not my first book. This is my third book, the third book I wrote, but the only one which got published. And the idea was a commercial for, of all things, aspirin. And there was a man who received a card um, in, a, in, in this commercial, and the card said, your heart attack will arrive tomorrow. And of course, the card, then the voice said, that, well, nobody gets a, a notice like this, uh, you know, so you have to take your aspirin. And so I said, that was a wonderful idea for a thriller, because, uh, you know, you'll get this card. So in, in uh, dissection, the card says, your heart attack will arrive within an hour. 
But that's how a dissection started with that commercial. Can you tell us how does being a cardiologist prepare you to be such a great writer? A cardiology is, is kind of interesting because there, are, there is an overlap between the, the, the quality that you need as a doctor and the quality that you need as, a, as an author. Because, uh, you know, we, we both, for example, have to read people, you know, either to make a diagnosis or to create characters. And then uh, both, you know, both um, uh, in medicine and, uh, you know, in, in a thriller world, the, there is this pressure of time. You've got to find what's wrong with the patient, otherwise the patient dies. And in a thriller, you have to do something in order that, uh, you know, to, to prevent some disaster. And so there are a lot of overlaps like that. And of course, you know, the stakes are very high in, in medicine and in thrillers, you know, life or death. So all that um, did prepare me for it. And that's why I love uh, writing about, you know, the medical world. Tell us about your main character without telling us too much. Yes. So there are actually a few main characters in this book. In the main main character is a private investigation, um, Kurt Miner. And uh, he gets involved because he has a special uh, interest in the medicine. So he's like almost like Dr. Watson and, and uh, Sherlock Holmes, you know, in one man. <laughs> so he has uh, some medical knowledge. And um, so he's, the, you know, the, the uh, uh, gumshoe, you know, detective. And then he's paired with this uh, FBI agent, which is really rough and curses and, uh, uh, you know, is always uh, self-centered. And he has like an arc. He becomes a hero at the end. Uh, and then there is a woman who's a, 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 um, a scientist, and you don't know which side she's on until later on, much later in the book. And I don't want to give away which side she's on. <laughs> How did you come up with your characters? The characters usually you come up, uh, at least I come up with, you know, by uh, just looking around and, and taking little bits uh, here and there from people I know uh, or from people I read about. Uh, for example, you know, Jack Mulville, the FBI agent, is <laughs> my brother-in-law. The scientist is my sister, Silvana. Um, but of course, you know, it's just uh, some part of them, you know, not, not completely. And then, of course, you have to put yourself in their shoes completely while you're di making dialogue, which is a lot of fun because, you know, you, you, can, you can put yourself in a, this person who curses all the time. It's very liberating, you know. <laughs> Well, tell us about how did you research and find out all these details? Yes. Um, so the part, the medical part, obviously, was a lot of fun and, and fairly easy for me because I, I knew most of, most of what's going on in a dissection, which is a split of the lining of a blood vessel. Uh, the, the difficult part of research was the political part. And that was fun, too, because sometimes my husband was afraid the FBI would knock at my door. You know, I was researching the position of nuclear submarines and <laughs> how this weapon of mass destructions would work. And um, it was fun, you know, and how would the government would work when during a crisis. And um, but that required me to do a lot of research because I really I didn't know many of those things. As a writer, do you find writing in the morning, in the evening or at night, which time is better for you to write? Uh, well, you know, I was limited in the sense that I'm still practicing. So uh, this book I written in the evening and weekends, uh, mainly. 
that's when I had time. Uh, I think the morning is probably more productive in general because your your mind is, you know, fresh and and um, and you know your your it's easier to to think about things in the morning. I think when you're less tired. Now, what um, what type of solution to a heart problem would you give for a person having that? dissection problem uh it's a very hard problem is luckily is not too too common but for example if you have a dissection of an artery of your heart one of the coronary arteries sometimes is you know the putting stents may or may not work even bypass may or may not work because it's it's like a the artery wall continued to split and and so again, you know, you like in the book I describe, you know, you try with the stents or bypass, but it's a very, very bad emergency. Would a person know that they are having this uh, condition before, like weeks before? Not weeks before, but immediately they would know because it would hurt very much. And also depending what artery is dissecting, you would have different symptoms. If it's a coronary, you will have a heart attack. If it's a a carotid artery in your neck, you can have a stroke. And if it's the major uh, vessel, you know, the aorta, then you could have a whole sort of things because as the dissection progresses, then the branches are encroached by this false lumen and then they get blocked. So you can have a heart attack and a stroke and maybe renal failure. But uh, the main symptom is pain. So at least there is a big warning. Can you explain what do no harm means and how that plays such a major part in your life? Yes, the do no harm is uh, the Hippocratic Oath that uh, the doctor takes, uh, which is, you know, first you don't you try not to harm the patient. That's number one. And then if you, if you can, of course, you try to help. And uh, in this particular book, uh, the scientist, uh, although she's not an, a medical doctor, she is treating patients as a biophysicist and so that all applies to her as well and of course we don't know if she's violating it um or you know if and how or why and we don't know that until towards you know the end you said that before heroes are human beings who keep the fighting to overcome impossible obstacles despite their fears and limitations do you think that human beings uh, can be heroes if they choose to fight their battles and have courage in choosing that? Absolutely. That's exactly my point. Um, heroes don't have to have capes, but they don't have to have feet of clays either. I don't. I really don't like the feet of clay uh, heroes. Uh, so normal human being can become heroes if they step up and do the right thing, despite the fact that it's difficult to do. And despite the fact that they, they they may be afraid of doing it. So that, I think, is very heroic. And I think that's what I portray I portrayed in my book. What is the overall message you would like your reader to leave with once they finish your exciting book? Well, one is the message about the heroes. And one is the message also about the fact that... Uh, Perhaps extremists in almost any religion, they sometimes do a terrible thing in the name of a religion that they themselves don't really respect. And I think today, you know, we should 
we should know about that. I think it's an important message. Well, I've taken up enough of your time. Can you tell us about the next project you'll be working on? Yes, I already have um, actually three other books, uh, which are somewhat related and uh, uh, this this uh, similar. I'm sorry, the same character. Some of the same characters are in common with these books. Uh, so, Kirk Miner and Mulville are in a in a in a sequel, and um, uh, there is also a minor character uh, in the in the dissection, a young girl which who who helps um, the FBI during all this terrible uh, endeavor. She becomes the protagonist in in another sequel. Um, she becomes a cyber agent for the FBI, and then so that's another book. Uh, and then there is a prequel how uh, Kirk Miner acquired this strange medical knowledge. And that's a, a book that came before this one. So three more books. If this book is successful, hopefully they will be published. Well, we'll be looking forward to all of those. I would like to thank you for being on the show. And again, we have been talking with Dr. Christina Laporte, author of Dissection, a medical and political thriller. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. This was a lot of fun.